The name of Dodge City, Kansas, known far and wide for its reputation, grew almost in a night into a tent city. Every man a lawman unto himself. At the approach of night, the dance halls, saloons, and gambling halls all blazed with the light of activity. Dodge City, Kansas became a boomtown for making money. Gambling was carried on extensively and the saloons were full. Mostly everyone in the town seemed bent on wantonness and indulgence, except for the good citizen. It only took a few days to start a graveyard named Boot Hill. The sharp report of the six-shooter became a nightly occurrence, and the usual morning question among its citizens, how many were killed last night? Among the many lawless characters who in the beginning drifted into town was Billy Brooks. Brooks was a shabby character sporting a narrow mustache with long, rounded face trimmed out with a Van Dyke goatee. Brooks roamed about the town in a dark cloth coat. He brandished two revolvers, well in sight of those he chose to intimidate. He wore a tall, circular, crowned black hat supported by a collarless linen shirt. This slipshod dress gave the appearance to everyone who regarded him as dangerous. In November of 1872, Billy Brooks was elected Dodge City's first unofficial marshal. He was unofficial because the town was not incorporated. He swaggered about town with two Colt Navy revolvers. In a few weeks, he'd established a reputation as a killer. He was magnificently quick with a gun. He carried two, one on each hip, as did nearly everyone else. And in the flash of an eye, he could draw one in each hand and fire. In less than a month, he had either murdered or injured 15 men. I did not witness any of these shootings, as I was then and for six years thereafter engaged in buffalo hunting, my camp at this time being on Bluff Creek, 25 miles from Dodge City, south of the Arkansas, saving the horns, humps, hides, etc. I will, though, relate just one event I personally witnessed out of the many in the early history of this town which will give a sound conception of the general cussedness of that previously mentioned killer, Billy Brooks. Late one evening, I pulled into town with two loads of buffalo meat. This was in the winter of 1872. After putting up our teams and eating supper, I passed over the tracks on the north side of town into George Hoover's store. I was to make arrangements to dispose of my meat and buy supplies, so we could get off early next morning. When arriving, I noticed the quiet streets, darker than normal, not like the many occasions before where ruffians were about the town casting well-lit shadows in the streets, celebrating with echoing yells and pistol shots in the air. I approached the general store, noting lamplight glimmering through the window on the other side of the door. The door was not locked, and the bell chimed over me as I entered the poorly lit store. When entering, a man's voice from the dark end of the store yelled out to me, Close the door. Lock it behind you. Get down. I immediately stooped down, quickly dove behind the counter, finding the store clerk sitting on the floor, hiding behind a stack of flour sacks. What is all this commotion, I asked. Why are the streets vacant and dark? I found the proprietor badly frightened and wanting to close up. The clerk explained. Four men appeared in town to get even with a man by the name of Billy Brooks. Why Billy Brooks, I asked. A few days ago, Billy Brooks killed a man named Barry in a gunfight over the card game dispute, the proprietor said. I looked over to the dark corner of the room where I could see a faint light outlining the bleak face of a frightened man. The voice of the clerk shook as he clambered out of the darkness and stood upright before me. 
The four men causing the scare were Barry's brothers, said the clerk. They told many of the bar owners they came to Dodge for the express purpose of killing Brooks. And in order to get up steam, they had been filling up on bad whiskey. Just before you arrived, they started shooting out lights and smashing mirrors in the business part of town. number of muffled gunshots echoed through the walls, interrupting the clerk's story. We heard a woman scream for help in the adjoining Zimmerman's gun and ammunition store. I ran out and started for the door of the gun store where the shooting was going on. Just before I got to the entrance, there were a half dozen shots through the door from the inside. I quickly concluded that I stood in an unhealthy place and went back into Hoover's store where I had been trading. After a little time had passed, I saw four men come out of Zimmerman's. They walked across Front Street to the railroad tracks and crossed over to the south side of town. The south side of the tracks was where there was a dance hall. The dance hall was going full blast, as this was the nightly resort of such personalities as Billy Brooks and lewd women. Stepping outside and into the street, I could see the four brothers going in the direction of the dance hall. Having by this time become intently interested in the conduct of these four men, knowing that their purpose was evil, meaning danger to some person or persons, I followed them at a short distance to find out what their purpose was, and prevent mischief if possible. Just as I crossed over the railway tracks, an old comrade and buffalo hunter by the name of Fred Singer overtook me. Fred informed me that the four brothers were after Billy Brooks. Fred and I entered the door of the dance hall together, and Fred shouted a warning to Billy Brooks. The four brothers fired several shots back at us, which we returned. Then from the door of the dance hall came a fusillage of shots from the revolvers of the hands of Brooks, who stood in bold relief in the light of the door, that it appeared to me as if a whole company of men had fired at the same time. And when the smoke cleared away, two of the four brothers were dead, and the other two mortally wounded. Billy Brooks escaped as usual with only a slight wound in the shoulder. One girl in the room was seriously wounded by a stray shot. Afterward, I learned that the men who made the attack were from Hayes City. The citizens of Dodge City gave Fred Singer an eye and out. They decided not to investigate the situation. The residents were so upset at the four brothers for shooting out lights and smashing mirrors in the business district, they at last got what the people thought that they deserved. Anyway, there was no inquiry of which fact I was well pleased because of the unintentional mix-up I had in it myself. Music